We continue in the series, Our Heart and the Stuff. And this is part six. So I'm going to just do a brief recap of where we were last week. We're talking about, we were in 1 Corinthians 6, Matthew 5, and 2 Peter 3. And I talked about what was required of us as saints of God and the heart we are supposed to have. Do you hear what I said? The heart we are supposed to have. And we talked about how we are in the body and as believers, we have to learn to settle disputes between ourselves and not go to the world to have them settled. We are supposed to settle disputes between ourselves. The church, we will judge the world and angels. And when we go to court against each other, we are on display and have a poor testimony of Christ. When we fight against each other and are unwilling to settle disputes, it shows our lack of understanding the love of God and our immaturity as Christians. We are walking in our flesh. The Bible says we should rather accept wrong, allow ourselves to be cheated, love our enemies, bless and not curse, do good. Show compassion and extend mercy. We have to have the same heart and character as our Heavenly Father. Because the Lord still allows evil people to enjoy His blessing. The Lord still allows evil people to enjoy His blessing. Because He says He allows the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. He allows the sun. The sun comes up, it shines on the what? The evil and on the good. Because He's a merciful God. And we have to have the same heart. He cares about the souls of the lost. And we have to be perfect, mature, as our Heavenly Father is perfect. And that perfection is in terms of our sonship, of who we are as sons of God and not babies, not children. Because babies, children are not mature. Babies are babies, children are children. But sons are mature. And this is a great challenge to us and requires a different mindset. It requires the mind of Christ and faith. It's not only having the mind of Christ. It's having the mind of Christ and walking in faith. Do you know that our Heavenly Father doesn't hold people's sin against them? The Father in Heaven does not hold people's sin against them. He is long-suffering and understands that people are in bondage And sin is powerful. He knows that. But he made a way to overcome that power. And save the soul of man through his son Jesus Christ. So the stuff, as I said, is a distraction to keep people from receiving the love of God. Which leads to repentance. Because when you hear the word of God, you hear of the goodness of God. And his mercy and love towards a fallen man who didn't deserve it. But when you can't receive it, you can't receive the love of God if you can't receive His Word. That's why the parable of the sower. If you get a chance, meditate on that parable. People who can't, they can't receive it cannot receive forgiveness and repentance. Okay, so that means that our heart must be ready, willing to receive the Word of God. And the beauty of what God has done. He made a way for anyone who wants it. It doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, black, white. doesn't matter. God has made a way for man to be redeemed 
to anyone who wants it. And it's free. So it shows his heart. Extending mercy and compassion. Because man couldn't do anything about his spiritual condition. There is nothing man can do to make himself right with God. There is nothing man can do to make himself right with God. God had to do it. And all you have to do is believe. Because that's an act of faith. Because then the glory gets, goes to who God and not man. Because man had nothing to do with it. And that is the simplicity of the gospel. And that's why many people find it very hard to believe the word of God. Because they say, that's all I have to do? Believe. Yes. Because that belief, if you really believe, you act on what you know. On what you believe. That's a walk of faith. We are saved by faith. Salvation is by faith. Why? Because you believe on the name of the Son of God. You believe He died for you. You believe He rose from the dead. And because you believe something happens to you in your spirit, you get saved. That's it. You are saved by faith. We walk by faith. We live by faith. Everything we do is by faith. And that's, that's hard for people to believe. Many people, it's very difficult for them to believe. The logical people who try to think logic, who think logically. And I understand because I, I am a, a person involved in science. You think logically. But things that, don't, that defy logic is difficult to believe. But this is God. God does, defies logic. God doesn't think like man. He doesn't operate like man. God is not a man. What is, what is impossible with man is, is possible with God. You see, that is the thing we don't, the people don't get. Anyhow, that's recap. So today we will continue with our heart and the stuff. And the scripture to be will going to, where we will be going into today is Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. I'm going to start from verse, um, verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ, I mean, just this, Listen to these words and, and read with me. I'm not going. You can't rush these words. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. If you are raised with Christ, if you understand what happens to you when you're in Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, because of what I just said, put, your, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire and covetousness which is idolatry because of these things the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them but now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth do not, let, do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds. 
and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Amen. There's a lot in there. But we're talking about the heart and the stuff. Let's go back to the top. He says, if then you were raised with Christ. So if you understand the, the, word, the word of God, when they talk about raised with Christ, when you were baptized, it talks about dying, your death, and the, when you emerge out of, the, out of the water, is a sign of your resurrection, that you raise a newness of life. So he's talking about raised with Christ means that your, your, your old man is supposed to be dead. You put off the way you used to be. Right? It says, if you, are, if you are raised with Christ, he says, set your mind on things which are above. Don't get it crazy. You're supposed to still get up, go to work, brush your teeth, cook. Clean. You're supposed to do that stuff. However, it's saying set your mind on things above, not on the things on the earth. Remember, this stuff is a distraction to keep people from receiving the love of God. It is anything that will deter or distract us from being loyal to the Lord and serving Him willingly, which is mean loyal to the call. Even though we are living on the earth... There is a purpose for us being in the earth and in the body of Christ. Your priority should be doing what, why, why you've been placed on this earth in this time in history. That is your priority. If you look at Jesus, you look at Paul, all those who came before us, what was their priority? Why do you think Paul went back, he was, he was stoned in Lystra? Put out of the city, left for dead. Iconium, Antioch, all these places. Went back into these places to encourage the brethren. To encourage the disciples. Why do you think he went back? His priority was to do the will of the person who called him and sent him. Who was that? Jesus. On his way. On the road, he had an encounter with Jesus and Jesus told him what he had to do. Even though he was on the earth, his priority was doing the will of the one who, who sent him. He still had to get up and brush his teeth. He still had to take a bath. He still had to do all these things. But his priority was doing the will of the one who sent him. The same thing with Jesus. What did Jesus say? My will is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Jesus still got up. He had to brush his teeth. He had to go take a bath. He had to take a shower. Yes, Jesus had to take a shower. But his focus was on doing the will of the Father. Our priority is to be about our Father's business. So when Christ, it says verse, um, verse 5, He said, put to death your members which are on the earth. All this stuff here, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. He said, this, these things we used to do. We used to do walk in this stuff before we were saved. 
So all this stuff is a distraction. If you caught up in this stuff again, you're distracted. Because if you're doing this stuff, you can't focus on, what, on your call. You're not doing what you're here to do. You're distracted. Okay? So it says here, you, in verse 8, yourselves put off these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. And, and, and there's more. The, the list goes on. Do not lie to one another. Since you have put off the old man with his deeds. And have put on the new man who is renewed in the knowledge and according to the image of him who created him. We have to be about our father's business. That's why I ask you all. And for this ministry, why are we here? You've got to ask yourself, why are we here? From, what, from reading my Bible, it says that we are members one of another. And it says here, we are to encourage each other with the gift that we all have been given. Because when you are in Christ, when you are saved, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, you get a gift. The gift you, got, you get is to help you, not only you in your growth, but to help you edify the body. What is your gift? Why are you here? What is your purpose in the body of Christ? That is something that we must always ask ourselves. And take it seriously. Number one. What is the, what, and always think about what is our Heavenly Father interested in? Because Jesus said, I always do those things that please Him. What is our part in His plan for man? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? These are things that I ask myself. And these are things that you, I challenge you, you've got to ask yourself these questions. Our priority in life must be to fulfill our purpose. Loyal to our assignment. When we are loyal to our assignment, to our call, our mind is set on the things above. When you're loyal to your call, but first you've got to know what it is you're called to do. Because Jesus was loyal to his call, Paul was loyal to his call, all those who came before were loyal to, to the call on their lives. And when you're loyal to the call, your, law, your, your mind is on things above. Understand that the things on earth will pass away. They are temporary and have no eternal value. The things on earth will pass away. They have no eternal value. So let me go back to verse 9 and 10. 10 it, verse 5 to 10. It says, put to death and put off the deeds of the flesh. Put to death and put off the deeds of the flesh. Who has to do it? We have to do it. We have to put it to death. Because it says, if you're in Christ... You're raised with him. That means the old man is supposed to be dead. It says put off. And put, put on. The new man is renewed in knowledge. And that word, that knowledge is the word epinosis. Which means full discernment. Fully acquainted with. So it says the new man is renewed in knowledge. Epinosis. Fully acquainted with. The precise knowledge according to the image of him who created him. What does that mean? The new man who we are supposed to be in Christ. Because we put to death the old. We have to put on this new man. But it says that new man is, cre is renewed in knowledge. According 
to the image of him who created him. So the new man is renewed based on what you know of the image of the one who created the new man. The new man that we are supposed to be created, what image? The image is Christ. How do we know and become acquainted with Christ? Who is Christ? He is the Word of God. He said the Word was with God. The Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Right? So the Word is flesh. So this word, this, this Bible, through revelation by the Spirit, is telling us in letters who the word, who God is. Because Christ is revealed in this Bible. So the knowledge you have to acquire is not only knowing the words of the Word of God, but this because a lot of people can quote the Word, but it's the Spirit who searches the deep things of God and makes it known to us by revelation. So when the Word who is Christ is revealed because what did Jesus say? If you love me, you will keep my words and I will love you and the Father will love you. And what did he say? We will come and abide with you. And then he said what? I will reveal myself. But how does he reveal himself? By the Spirit. Because the Spirit knows the deep things of God. The Spirit knows who God is because the Spirit and God, they're one. You understand? So you could have logos, but not have understanding. And not fully acquainted with who Christ is. Not really knowing Him. Don't have that epinosis. What you know, logos, the Spirit will give you rhema, understanding. And not, then that understanding and that knowledge is an intimate, intimate knowledge. Because Christ Himself, by the Spirit, reveals Himself to you. So that's why people, a lot of people can read the Bible but are blind. Because it is revealed by the Spirit. And not by your understanding. It's the Spirit who reveals it and gives you the understanding. Because the understanding is not only on that word itself that you get in that moment. It gives you a, 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 an umbrella, a vision of what it is God is doing. Based on that word. And who He is. I'm trying to make this as simple as possible. So that's why it says, you've got to put on a new man who is renewed in knowledge. How do you get knowledge? You've got to read. You've got to study. You've got to meditate. That's how you get knowledge. It's not by hearsay. It's not by listening to people preach. When people preach, yes, they are relaying what they're understanding. Hopefully what they're giving you is by revelation. And not by the flesh. But you... We, as children of God, we are to bear witness with what is being said. And if you have nothing in your head, you don't know anything, you will take what people are telling you. So you have to, the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are sons of God. How do we know that we are loved by Jesus? How do we know that we are children of God? How do we know that? No, seriously, how do we know that? The Bible says it. But how do we know? How are we convinced? Convinced in our heart that what the Word of God says about God's love towards, towards us is true. How do we know it? We know it because there is a witness in our spirit 
This is important that you understand this. And I listen, the experience I've had, when you're saved, the Holy Spirit turns on the light switch in your spirit and quickens this mortal body, quickens our mind. The blinders are removed because we're in Christ. The blinders are removed. And when that is removed, well, as you meditate on the Word, as you study the Word, the Holy Spirit starts to reveal the things to you. You understand? When you go through things, as I've, I've, I'm just talking from my experience, as I've, I've talked about this before, I always ask the Lord, I do not understand the love, your love. What is this love of God? And then I had an experience. And I understood. Okay? Because I'm not going to go through what happened. Because I felt his forgiveness. Do you understand? It was a supernatural experience. When God shows you who you really are. Not who you think you are. Who you really are. And in spite of that, he still embraces you and loves you. Then I knew, in that instant of that spiritual experience, I knew God loved me. I knew it. I knew it. Amen. Because His Spirit bore witness with my spirit that I am loved. And because I knew that, I knew that I was His son. Amen. I cannot explain to you how that happened. But that's how it happened. So that's how I know because it was revealed to me by the Spirit. Not head knowledge. It was a supernatural experience. Do you understand? So that is where we have to be. So when you hear things, if you have nothing in your head, you have no knowledge, you're going to receive what people are telling you. So that, having that knowledge is important. I mean, you hear me say it, you have other pastors say it. You've got to read, you've got to study. And listen, this study is not, no, it doesn't have to be no deep set of study. You have to know what this word means and know all the history. No, you just got to re- read and just do a little work. And get into the meaning of some of the words. Don't just take things at face value. Anyhow. So he's talking here. In this new man, there is no distinction. He said there is neither Greek, Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, etc. In this one new man, there is no distinction. All who believe and follow Christ are now part of that new man. Because it says when Jesus died and he rose, he said the veil was torn. Given us access now to the Father. And there is one new man created in Christ Jesus. So there is no distinction anymore. There is no Jew. There is no Greek. There is no black, white, rich, poor. None of that matters. So who we were doesn't matter anymore because we are a new creation in Christ. Therefore, because of that, racism... Bigotry should not be named among those who are followers of Jesus Christ. Blasphemy, filthy language, anger, wrath, lying to one another, 
fornication, uncleanliness, evil desires, covetousness, none of these things should be named among the children of God. None of that should be named. All these things are distractions. They are distractions to keep you from receiving and walking in the love of God and, a, and, and having a testimony of Jesus Christ. Lies, deception, misinformation, character assassination, double standards, selfish ambition, the list goes on and on and on, must not be named among those who follow Jesus Christ. Must not be named. If you are caught up in this stuff, or these things, you are being deceived. You are lost, distracted, and not serving Christ. Watch your heart. Don't get caught up in this stuff. Because the Bible talks about there are people in the last days who are deceived. And they themselves are deceiving others. The Bible states that people will turn away from the faith. And you want to hear something amazing. People will turn away from the faith and will not even know that they have turned away from the faith. Amen. Oh. Amen. People will think they're walking in the love of God. They will think they're in Christ and they will be far away from Him. Why? Because you don't take the time to study. You don't take the time to ask yourself, Why? Why am I fighting? Why am I attacking my brother or even other, my neighbor? If you are attacking your brother, your neighbor... If you're getting yourself in arguments, ask yourself, why? Why am I angry? Why am I getting in fights, in arguments? And you look at this climate, the political climate. Why? If you're getting yourself in arguments over these things, ask yourself, why? Why are you upset? Ask yourself, why? It's not that we don't care. But the thing is, are you allowing the stuff to distract you? Are you not talking to your brother or your sister because you have a difference of opinion? But what did the Bible say? We have to settle our disputes. What is more important? The love of God or your, or your, or your, the thing, whatever it is that's, that has you upset? What is more important? So ask yourself why? Where are, your, where are your loyalties? Is it to Christ? Because what Christ has said, He said, love your enemy. Do good to those who persecute you or spitefully use you. I ain't talking to them because they look at me funny. I ain't talking to them because they, they don't believe the way I believe. Are you a Christian? Yes. Are you a Christian? Yes. Why are you all acting like that? What, is the pri- what should be your priorities? Christ should be a priority. So settle your differences. And if you can't settle your differences, you've got a problem. You are lost. You are deceived. So what is our loyalty? Where does it lie? Is it to Christ? Are you fulfilling His call on your life? That should be your priority, doing what, he, what He's called you to do. Who has bewitched you and have you blind by stuff so that you would fight their battles? You hear that? Who has bewitched you and have you blinded by stuff so that you fight their battles? You're fighting somebody else's battle. So if, they, if you're fighting with your brother, 
You're fighting the enemy's game. You're playing his game. Amen. So if you claim to love God and is a follower of Jesus Christ, it is in your best interest to get to know Christ yourself through study of the Word of God, to receive full discernment and become fully acquainted with who He really is, so that you do not fall for the lies and deception of those who are already deceived. I can't read. I'm not smart. Really? If you want to read, you can learn. You're still alive. If you, oh, I can't see. We can get audio stuff for you to listen to. There are no, there are no excuses. And there's Braille. You want, there's Braille. If you want to really learn, you can. And the Holy Spirit will teach you. But you have to take a step of faith. That's one thing I admire about my mom. My mom couldn't read very well. But she would take her Bible and she tried. And the Lord will teach her according to what she's able. And there was a lot of wisdom that came out of that lady's mouth. Bible wisdom. And not only what she said, it's what she did also. Protecting her family. Thinking back now, the Lord showed me how she was protecting her family. Not dabbling in stuff, not getting involved in stuff. My God, I tell you that she didn't know. But she, you understand, the Lord will grace you to do things that you need to do. But take a step of faith. So the new man is nothing like the old man. The new man is nothing like the old man. Put on the new and put off the old. Who has to put it on? We have to put it on. Who has to put off the old? We have to put it off. Put to death your members by submitting to the word of God and the spirit of God. And put on a new man. Put into action what you learn. That's how you put on a new man. As you gain understanding of who Christ is, don't be distracted by the stuff. If you gain understanding and you walk in the understanding that you have been given by the spirit, the stuff will not distract you. You won't let the stuff to distract you. And let your heart be towards God and your mind on eternal things. The things that are above. The Father's will will be done on earth as it is already done in heaven. There is no stopping the Father's will on earth. It shall be done. So if there's anything, anything you learn today is that we must die to sin and walk in the truth of Christ. And this is specifically to believers. We must die to sin. Die to our desires. That is not in line. Anything that's not in line with God's will for our lives, we have to learn to submit to so submit to God's word. It ain't easy. But we can do it. Why? Because we have been given His Spirit and God has graced us to do it as we walk by faith.